Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Esoteric Gladiator. I am your host, Jeremy Lipsy. And today, I am cutting a, you know, podcast, first one I've done in a while. Um, Unfortunately, a very tragic turn of events happened with me Uh, a little over a week ago. um, I was at kickboxing and I got a phone call from my ex-girlfriend who I live with and I've um, lived with for the last uh, 10 months since we uh, broke up and we've stayed close but I got a call and she was panicking and crying and screaming she's like Jeremy get home the cat's on the ground and she's barely breathing I'm giving her mouth to mouth I don't know what's going on where are you and so I uh, raced home as quick as I could and when I got in, Ashley uh, was on the floor in the living room trying to give the cat mouth-to-mouth and petting her. And then I came in and I started giving her mouth-to-mouth and petting her and sticking my finger down her throat. Uh, uh, and uh, then I stuck a tube down her throat and eventually she died um, in my hands. Uh, the strange part was is before I got there, Ashley had said that the cat didn't blink at all. And while I was there, the cat didn't blink at all. And we had assumed in the moment, because in the moment you don't think a lot, you just kind of react, that she was choking. Um, and now looking back, I believe that she either had had a seizure, a heart attack, or a stroke. And um, there's really no other explanation because when, you know, people or animals choke, they're like grimacing, they're making faces, they're blinking their eyes, and that wasn't what she was doing. She was laying there, almost lifeless, uh barely breathing, choking in a breath every 20 seconds or something if we weren't giving her mouth to mouth. Um, And, uh, you know, not a lot of shit shakes me. I don't don't get shaken by things very easily. Uh, This was, uh, shook me. And um, I... uh, I have I've been in a funk. I've been really low energy. I've been really sad. I've been uh you know the cat slept with me every night and uh, will wake me up every morning purring all over me and she was just a very a very unique cat. She was a uh like a a Norwegian long hair, so she was really furry, really soft. Um, she was really sweet, but also moody. Um, and she was very funny. She didn't. She didn't meow all the time. She, but when she did, she, she made little noises a few times a day, or meowed a couple of times a day. But. Um, she was a character. She just was very, she was a unique cat and she was probably one of the best cats I'd ever had. And 
I um I adopted her like I did the last animal that I owned. My my pet dog Duty, who was a little Pomeranian and another little fur ball, and who slept with me every night and um died in a uh very tragic manner as well ten years ago. Um I was at my house and uh, somebody ran into my backyard and like Jeremy Jeremy Duty got out and he attacked another dog and he got injured the dog bit him in the throat so I ran out into the front of the house and the dog was in the street and my neighbor had his hand over his throat and his hand was covered in blood and he said it's bad and he let go of it and duty had a thumb-sized hole in his throat uh where the dog had bit now i know it was duty's fault duty had a habit of attacking you know dogs and people uh not really attacking people but he bit at people and in his defense it was mostly people that i warned i was like hey he bites, let him warm up to you, but he was so fucking cute, people would try and pet him and he would bite him. Uh, and what happened was is after that, I kneeled down and put my hand over his throat. We jumped in my neighbor's car and we sped through afternoon traffic in Los Angeles for about five minutes going anywhere from, you know, 45 to 65 miles an hour and 30 mile an hour traffic to get to the ER where um, the dog had to go. Um, and as soon as we got there, he died in my hands. Um, and uh, I went inside, they stabilized him brought him back to life and they said, you got a decision to make and you got to make it quick because we don't know how long we can keep him alive for. And I said, what's, you know, what's, what's the deal? And they're like, well, we can operate on him. We can do surgery on him. And, uh, you know, I said, well, what are the chances if we do surgery on him that he'll make it? And they said, not very good. This is a very serious injury. Uh, unfortunately, he got an artery, he got his windpipe, and uh, he might not make it. And and he's, they said, it, it, it's looking worse for him to make it than better. And I said, how much would that surgery be? And they were like three grand. And I was like, well, I'm moving to Hawaii in two weeks, and I need every dollar I could have. And um, if he's not going to make it, or he might not make it, you know, more of a chance to not make it than... I'm just going to put him to sleep and, you know, prevent the suffering and, you know, just be grateful I got to have from him what I got for the three and a half years that I had him. So we put him to sleep and then they asked me, they said, do you, do you want us to dispose of the body? And I was just dazed. Like the whole experience just wore me out. And I said, yeah. And they're like, oh, give us 250 bucks. I gave them 250 bucks and I left. And I remember uh, as we drove home, I was pissed off at myself for not taking the body with me. Um, but I, 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 I don't know, you know. Uh, the weird 
circumstances uh, surrounding both of these animals dying is that um, both of the animals died in the fall in the late afternoon um, at the same age under the s- just these very intense circumstances that I had to witness and be part of and um, two weeks before I'm going to move. So it's like, what are the fucking chances? They, they both died two weeks before I'm going to move? Um, the really intense part about both of them was is with duty on the way to the hospital, it was like he was flopping around. I had his blood all over me. I could smell fucking his insides. Um, and uh, I was going to strangle him because I just couldn't stand to watch him suffer. And my friend was like, uh, I remember screaming, I'm going to strangle him. I can't watch this. I'm going to choke him. And my friend grabbed my shoulders because one of my friends was driving and another one was behind me. And he grabbed my shoulders and he said, don't do it, bro. We're almost there. And, uh, yeah, and I remember seeing that scene in I Am Legend where Will Smith had to strangle the dog. And I remember that being like one of the hardest scenes I ever had to watch in life and me thinking, God, I hope I never have to do that. And uh, I got put in that position and I would have done it. Um, and, uh, I've always been somebody who has tried to face my fears and, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, um, I feel like our animals, particularly when we're tapped into things, I feel like our animals can feel our vibrations and they, they just know certain things about us that, uh, we don't even have to speak. You know, it's like I was going to leave the cat in two weeks. The cat loved me. The cat slept with me every night. I spent, you know, even when I was going to work, I owned my own business so I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. I spent a lot of time with the cat. The cat was, she was my little girlfriend basically. And, um, you know, I was going to leave her in two weeks. And, 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 you know, Ashley, my ex had said to me, she's like, you know, she's going to be really upset when you leave because she's really upset every time you leave town to go visit somewhere or tattoo. And I said, yeah, I know, but I, I, you know, she's got you and, you know, and and with Duty, Duty was going to go live with my mom and he adored my mom. In fact, I think he, he loved my mom more than me but I, I don't know, it's weird. I adopted duty just like I adopted this cat. And and then when it was time to leave the house, two weeks before I was going to leave the house, the pet dies. Same with this. And, um, and I think like with the cat, I, when we got the cat, me and Ashley were, were just moving in together a couple of years ago, about two and a half years ago. Shit, yeah, it's been almost three years, and um, it was it was in this my friend's house. They 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 owned it and they were renting it to me. And they had asked me before they 
I moved in if I would take their cat. Well, you take the cat. It's a good cat. It's an indoor-outdoor cat. doesn't take a lot of maintenance. If you don't want it, it's fine. We'll take her with us. But we're kind of hoping that we could leave her there. She, you know, she was born and raised there. And, you know, she's really... And I was like, yeah, absolutely, I'll take the fucking cat. And from the moment I saw her, I was in love. She was just so soft and so funny and so sweet and just added so much to this empty house that me and Ashley had gotten. And it was a three-bedroom house, and there was only two of us. And, you know, we at the time we were together, so we lived in the same room together. And it was just so nice to come home to this little cat and... um I don't know if because me and Ashley were ending the union that 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 we started with the cat there to commemorate that if the cat was basically sending us a message. See, now I know the cat was sending us a message, but I always see the multiplicity and in, in, in things. I don't that's why I say everything is a conspiracy because whether or not it's a conspiracy, there's always multiple uh, meanings and, and life lessons and reflections to take from every um, event that happens. And I just see it as I don't know, man, the cat was uh, was there for the union and the cat. I feel like was letting us know that it's it's time to let go and stop living together. Um, we we didn't break up because we didn't love each other. Um, we we broke up because of intimacy issues and mental connections, on just different life paths, you know, um, and also different rhythms. You know, she's a lot more mellow and and sweet and um i'm a lot more hyper and um a little more guarded i feel like she's guarded as well um which also for both of us being guarded over our emotions and our past and stuff i feel like um just our personalities weren't able to bring those type of conversations out of one another we shared our you know we showed our love in different ways outside of you know just intimacy and things like that and and it's not that I wasn't attracted to her or that I didn't love her or want those connections I just I just did not know how to forge them and I don't know if it's a vibrational thing or a rhythmic thing or what it was but in the end it's not that I loved her any less than any um other you know, girlfriend that I ever had because I'm I'm also having an extremely hard time right now with thinking about leaving the living arrangement that I have now because very similar to when I left LA to move to Hawaii when Duty died, I was leaving my family in Los Angeles and um you know, Ashley and the cat have been the first remnants of family I've had since Los Angeles because when you live with a woman for you know like the last virtually you know the last two years we didn't really have much of an intimate life we hugged and we talked and I would kiss her here and there we did not have that kind of passion and I and you know a a lot of people know me I'm an extremely fucking passionate person I'm very physical I'm very active I'm very creative I'm very passionate um um and uh we didn't 
we just didn't have that type of connection. But what we did have was a very familiar family type love connection. And, um, you know, as I've said before, you know, for uh, over the last year of our relationship, we didn't have sex at all. And so, um, you know, it's, it's been more of a family love and, um, and, uh, yeah, and and that's been very hard for me. And now, uh, rather than leave in a week from now, which I had planned, I can't leave till the end of the month. And even that's kind of up in the air now too, because, uh, you know, Ashley really took the passing of the cat really hard. And because, um, as I've gotten older, um, I feel as though I've become a lot more aware of my loved ones and being of service. See, when I left LA, I was just getting involved on, on and the meditation and the, and the clear headedness and this more deeper journey into the self and, and, and spiritual selfishness. And, and now that I've, I've clearly for the last decade had that space to do all this healing and stuff, now it's my time to be of service, which is why I started this podcast that I don't get paid on. And I don't ask to get paid. I don't ask you guys to send me Patreon or Venmo or anything like that. That's not why I started this. This is me giving back to humanity, you know, whatever I I have to offer. Um, and and uh, it wasn't started for any other reason than I saw where the state of the world was. I know I have a lot of knowledge and um, it's my time to share that with other people. And that's where I'm at kind of like with this whole cat thing is like, I feel horrible about leaving Ashley alone in this house because as the cat was dying, uh, she was saying, no, kitty, no, kitty, you can't do this. You're supposed to keep me company after Jeremy leaves. No, kitty, you can't do this. You can't die. No, kitty, no, no. You're supposed to keep me company when Jeremy leaves. And she's crying and screaming the whole time. And, um, you know, I don't, again... You know, I can watch people get knocked out cold, get fucked up. I can watch all kinds of crazy shit and see shit, shit that I've seen in real life. I've seen people get killed in front of me. I've seen all kinds of crazy shit. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it'll make me a little shaky. Nothing rocks me to the core like when something happens to my loved ones or when they are in true pain. And Ashley is definitely a deep loved one. And seeing her in that type of pain uh, puts me in a state of pain and loss. And it makes it intensifies the loss. And so now uh, I have to take off for a week at the end of the month. But uh, I may come back. I, I don't know. I got to check in with her. And, you know, she just got back into town from a little Disneyland trip. And, and while she was gone, the time that I spent alone at the house... You know, the cat, the house is still comfortable, but it's not cozy. And the cat took something with her from this house. And an energy left this house. You know, it's amazing that even though you're alone in a house with a cat, and if a 
let's say a robber or a burglar came into the house, the cat ain't probably going to do shit. But it's amazing that when you have this cat, this little friend in there with you, how much less lonely and safer you feel in the house with that animal. And um, that's gone. And um, it's it was was very very lonely here and uh, the thought of me leaving um this wonderful human being that um you know enriched my life even though we had our little issues we never really truly fought and argued with each other we never said anything mean to one another uh the thought of leaving this sweet human being that is now like my family alone in this house and that feeling is is very hard for me and and uh again i feel as though we are all in different stages of our spiritual emotional and mental evolution and i feel in some ways i'm a little bit further along in mine and even if i'm not i'm far enough along to know that uh i love this human being and i'm willing to postpone my travels and my trip uh, for a little bit longer to make sure that she's in in, in a, a decent place before I go. And um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. I just kind of looked at like the cat is maybe it knew or duty, both the cat and the dog duty, uh, Snickers and Duty um, knew that I was going to leave and uh, maybe they felt so uh, connected to me or maybe we had karmic ties or whatever that they wanted me to see them off because, you know, I can be very open with people that I'm close to. If I'm not close to you, chances are... I might be nice, I might be silly, I might be talkative in some ways. I'm not going to be open. When it comes to animals, I my guard is gone instantly because I understand the rhythmic and energetic vibrations these animals not only have connected to the earth but have to the creator of all things and most high. These animals are naturally tapped into God, the Almighty. 100%. And with that, I don't have to worry about judgment because let's be fucking honest. I'm a weird dude. A lot of people don't fucking think like me. I mean, a lot of my listeners, you know, they, they don't think I'm weird. They're, they're, they're fascinated. But let's be honest, guys. How many fucking weirdos do we know like me? Right? We don't know a lot of people like that. And, 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 just recently, I did a podcast on my friend Susie Freeton, who passed away. She was one of about 10 people I know personally, uh, and for years, one of maybe only three people I knew who were as fucking weird as me when it came to like conspiracies, psychology, spirituality, that we could go to really fucking deep, uncharted waters together that 95% 98, 99% of other people couldn't go with us. We could do that together. And I lost her in the last month and a half, two months too, to cancer. Um, 
So my guard with these animals in all levels, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically expressing my love physically with them is gone. I don't have that with animals, particularly my own animals, right? And and and, and Ashley, she uh, likes to pet sit every once in a while and dog sit and every once in a while we would get dogs over here. And and I'm naturally nice and kind to um animals and and you know Nat- Ashley doesn't have a mean bone in her fucking body, um, and uh, you know, but I know with other people's animals there's a little bit more hesitancy, but it's still far more open with these animals than I am with the ninety nine point nine percent of other humans around me. Because these animals don't judge. Because these animals allow me to be this weird, creative, fucking comedic individual that I was born to be. That I used to be able to be around my siblings and cousins and, you know, when I was growing up. Acting like a wild maniac for my family, you know, and just being a goofball. That's, these animals take me back to this childhood place. This place of innocence and expression. And that place was taken again with the cat. And and even sitting in this house now, it's a different vibration. It's, it's a cozy home. It's a it's a comfortable home. It's no longer cozy in my eyes. And uh it's heartbreaking. And, um, but I always know instantly, I don't, I'm not the person that's like, no, you can't die. You can't do this. You can't, when it's over, I know everything happens for a reason. And people are like, no, it doesn't. That wasn't supposed to happen. And I'm like, cool. You can just fight destiny all you want. You can just fight it if you want. I will accept it. And I will move on and I will look for the lessons in it. What is this about? For me, it's time to go. This chapter is written and closed. And uh, it's karmic. I believe it's karmic. These connections with animals that I have... I mean, who knows if these were past lovers or family members that I left with that feeling in the 1800s or 1400s. Who knows? I can't prove reincarnation, but I believe in it. I don't know. But I got to experience the feeling that I was going to leave the cat with. And I always say this, ladies and gentlemen. There's nothing... I will suggest to happen to humanity that I wouldn't be willing to take unto myself. When I say, hey, guess what? You know, yeah, your grandma might die from COVID. That's part of life. Hey, I'm willing to lose my grandma. I'm willing to lose myself and not close down society because I'm so terrified of death. Well, if we could only save one life. Listen, you dumb fucks. What part of history was there no such thing as death? If you can name that time in history, I'll eat my words. But you can't. 
Death is a part of life. And I don't see how destroying our planet for a virus with a 1% fatality rate is going to help bring back your fucking grandma or save your grandma. We accept things the way they are. We can't live in fucking fear. Right? Here I am saying that, but I'm scared to leave this place. It's not that I'm scared to leave this place. It's that I just, I feel of service. I don't want to leave this, this individual that I love, that I have a connection to, and this, this dark, desolate, you know, sad house, this big house. Because it's even though we don't live in the same house that we did when we had the cat, we still live in an equally big house. And people are like, oh God, I feel bad for you living in a house. When you have a death, of an animal which is is essentially a fucking family member to you. It leaves something behind. There is an energetic tie. For myself, when I left duty at that doctor's office, what I did was I did not allow myself the full process of grieving because when I got back to my house, I had immediately to start a tattoo after my dog died. With the cat. And then after duty died in LA, I had hundreds of friends. I had hundreds of clients. I had a lot of family members. I had no time to think about duty after he died. People were in and out of my house. All the people stayed the night with me the night that he died. All this shit, right? I had no time to mourn his loss. With the cat, her body was with us. I dug a grave. I buried the cat halfway. Well, I dug the grave. I made Ashley bury the cat. And I think it's very important if there's two parties involved or a family involved that they share the responsibility of digging and burial. It is part of the process, part of the closing and gratitude that you show the universe that you got to share with this person or or being. As I said the other day in one of my posts, this death was not a loss. As sad as it is, as, 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 as strange as the energy is in the house, I did lose some type of energy. But if I look at the last three years... This cat brought so much joy and warmth and love into my life. And the same goes with duty. And the pain that we feel from the loss because it's so concentrated and it's so heavy for, you know, weeks or a month or a couple of months, it almost seems to overshadow the love and warmth we felt during that time of connection with these beings or animals. But it's not like that. It will fade. And then we can still look back at all the years of love and warmth and, and this amazing energy that these animals brought or these family members brought to our life. So I buried the cat and Ashley suggested that we bury a rose bush on on uh, 
not bury the rosebush, but plant a rosebush above the cat's grave, uh, about a foot above the cat's burial. I put a, a layer of rocks. We put another layer of dirt. Then I put a bunch of really good potting soil, and then we planted the rosebush. And then I created a, a beach rock mound around the grave and, and uh, made a little kitty headstone. And then I went to Walmart and I got this 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 three tier bird feeder so that you know because the cat I bought Ashley a, a bird feeder for Christmas and the cat used to sit in the window and watch the birds, so I wanted a, another bird feeder out in the backyard for to, to 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 just have life energy around that grave and I and I buried the cat in the garden um, and um, uh, so that. There will always be life and fertility around where this cat was. And I believe that that is, is an ancient practice. And I don't believe it. I know it. I know that, you know, burying ancestors under trees or along trees or in, in gardens or whatever, the, the, the energy of our body disintegrating and, 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 and composting into the earth will bring new life to the harvest or the tree or the temple or wherever, you know, we buried our beings. But I don't cry very often. And, and when, I, when, you know, Ashley brought the cat out in her blanket and then I wrapped the cat in my, my, a flannel my mom gave me that was very special to me. And I buried the cat in that. And then I buried a conch shell full of crystals that I'd collected over the last 15 years with sage and Palo Santo and cedar and other, you know, sacraments and oils and things of importance um, next to the head of the, the cat um, for her to have a, a, a cleansed burial and safe journey in, into the spirit world um, and uh, sprinkle tobacco on the grave and in the grave and, and sage and, um, you know... Um, and when I put the cat in the grave, I fucking held her and cried for like 10 minutes straight. And I don't normally cry. I'm not a crier. And uh, and I feel like a lot of that was literally me releasing a decade of of pain and trauma from the whole duty incident. The whole not getting to experience... Uh, the burial and 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 that process of uh, releasing and seeing uh, the the shell and the temple of my loved one off into the spirit world and the earth from which we came, because as biblical scripture says, and I'm not a Christian, but I believe a lot of these ancient holy books. Man came from dirt, and if we look at our body, we are we are dirt minerals. Uh, and water. We are the earth. And uh, the same goes for the animals. And so we see them back into the belly of the earth, our, the, the womb, our mother, the mother earth. We go back into the belly, the womb of our mother. And um, that's where it goes. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of rambling. I just kind of wanted to let you guys know what's, what's going on. And I do have, uh, some future shows planned. I, I want to go over some astrology. I want to go over, 
some uh, federal and constitutional laws and, and, and ways to uh, uh, approach being fired from these tyrannical laws that the governments and governors and, and jobs and small businesses are pushing on the people. Uh, but I also wanted to let you guys know that, um, you know, I uh, lost my cat and uh, I've been going through it a little bit. And um, that, uh, you know, none of this happens at random and isn't supposed to happen. It's all supposed to happen, even if it feels like it's not. There's a lesson in everything. As I always say, one door closes, three more open. Who knows what the cat leaving this house means for myself or Ashley. Maybe it frees her from the responsibility of staying here at the house now. Because I, 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 to be perfectly honest, if her and the cat took off, I wouldn't stay here. There's no way. It just would be so lonely. And, and, and I'm the type of person that I, I, uh, I get attached to my loved ones. And I get attached to the scenery. And even if I change my scenery, I still suffer for a time over my loved ones and my losses. But it's not as hard as if I stay in the houses or apartments or wherever I was with these people and animals. Anyhow, guys, um, a lot of crazy stuff going on right now. As I said a few weeks ago, supply chain shortages. And it's not because there's no supplies. It's because there's a controlled Disruption in the supply chain because these fucking assholes at the top. And I know I said I'm going to try not to cuss as much. Hey, I don't feel like I have been cussing as much. Um, are uh, They're trying to uh, initiate automation, AI, and robotics into our society. If you go online, type in dog robots in NYC. The Last week, they had these fucking dog robots walking all over the city uh patrolling the areas hey guys the real scary thing is is they have guns they can mount on top of these these freaking robots and they can pinpoint human activity and shoot to kill so uh they're just they're they're normalizing this stuff now getting you used to the idea of these robot dogs walking around and you know every dipshit in the cities is out there filming it smiling hey look at these dogs hello how interesting oh this is so cool not thinking about you know what this may mean for them in the future guys they're trying to build a prison planet. If you haven't started to see that now, you better better warm yourself up to that idea because that's what's happening. That's what's been happening. I've been talking about it for 10 years. It's only gotten more intense. I'm not going to let some dummy tell me oh, I'm a conspiracy theorist. It's like... It's only gotten worse over the last 10 years, and you idiots are still trying to convince me that I'm wrong. Meanwhile, you can't figure out why you can't get ahead in life. You can't figure out why your degree that you spent $80,000 on won't get you a job, but you're smarter than me because you got a degree, huh? You just, oh, you can't figure out, you know, why all this bad stuff is happening and we can't get ahead in life. Oh, yeah, gas prices went up. I just can't figure it out, even though gas... 
there's like an endless supply of gas on the earth and they're, they're still doing these false flag gas shortage operations. You can't figure this stuff out and you're trying to tell me I'm wrong. And I've been trying to wake you up to it for the last 10 years. So anyways, lots of crazy stuff going on. Uh, I'm going to end the podcast on this. Uh, I've loved every animal I had. Duty and Snickers, a.k.a. Kitty, were very, very special animals to me. They, They saw sides of my spirit and held space for me in the warmest, most loving ways. They were there for me in my dream states. If if I had a nightmare in the night, I could wake up and grab them. If I woke up and couldn't go to sleep, I could grab one of them and love them and hug them. And, and, uh, or the cat would wake me up every morning, rubbing all over me, purring on me, meowing. And every morning she woke up to tell me she loved me. And, uh, you know... Ashley did the same thing. I never had a, a a girlfriend or you know a family member wake me up like that every morning and tell me I love you. I hope you have a good day and come and hug me before they leave. And uh, these are very valuable, precious things. And and I talk about some of the most cold-hearted crap on the planet. And you guys know. I grew up like a motherfucking gangster. And I'm not saying that to sound hard because I don't think I am hard. I just think I've conditioned myself to understand hardships. But I've lived the life of a motherfucking gangster. So I value these moments of precious love and warmth because deep down inside, that's all I've ever wanted. I've just prepared myself for the polar opposite Because not only is a small portion of humanity far more evil than any of you could ever imagine, 35 to 40% of humanity is so stupid they will defend these people into doing these cold-blooded horrific things to society and our children at large. So when I get the opportunity to be loved and seen for the for the for the being that I truly am which is a lover of nature a lover of art a lover of love a, a, a lover of of family and, and symbiotic relationships and natural law uh it's it's very hard for me to uh not be deeply affected by that loss anyways love healing and truth Mind, body, spirit, stay on the path. Thank you guys for listening. Take care.